Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So today, I'm hoping the recording is not a little wonky, because I'm actually recording in my laundry room instead of in my closet. Okay, I know that's funny, right? I think we all see these images online of these very fancy podcasters who are in this magically all-white office with the big microphone, dressed to a T, looking very much like they just stepped out of, you know, White House Black Market. That's not this girlfriend. I am in my laundry room, hiding from my three dogs and family at six in the morning, really trying to get my new batch of podcasts done. And while I record this, it is very likely that my golden retriever is chewing on my Christmas tree, which might be really interesting. But anywho, the show must go on. So yesterday, I talked about anxiety. And Anxiety is something, as I've shared before, that I have experienced since I was a little girl. And so I would like to talk a little bit more about it over the next couple of days because so many of us experience it, and yet there is still so much confusion out there. I have found that the, I don't know, the easiest way for me to understand it is to break it down into the type of anxiety that we can control and the type of anxiety that we can learn to manage. And when we think of things that we control, it gives us this sense of power over it. And so I love that. There is there is a part of dealing with anxiety that we can control. And here's what I mean by that. There is a type of anxiety that is very much caused by the thoughts and beliefs you are having about your circumstances, about the future, about whatever might be in front of you. And here's what I mean by that. I have times when I notice that one moment I am feeling absolutely fine. I don't notice any anxiety in my body. And then all of a sudden, I'll read something or hear something, and immediately I'm anxious. I'm going to give you the perfect example. Lately, I have been just, oh my God, watching the Instagram reels and laughing my ass off mostly at the naughty animals or the women who are coming home from their holiday parties and they've had way too much holiday fun and are rolling down their stairs. I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. But the other day I came across this reel and it was a former police officer and she was talking about human trafficking and giving some tips and tricks on keeping yourself safe. That immediately triggered anxiety, but I caught myself because I wasn't feeling anxious before I watched this little clip and immediately I was anxious after. And so I was able to get curious and realize, okay, what triggered your anxiety about that clip? And really what triggered it is I was having thoughts along the lines of, 
oh my God, I haven't prepared my daughter enough to keep herself safe. And if I'm not hypervigilant, something bad's going to happen to her. And, you know, this and that and this and that kept going. So that is very much an example of the type of anxiety that we can control. And once I realized what I was thinking, I was able to decide what I wanted to do about it. Okay, that's the kind of anxiety you can control. Here's the thing, my friend. What is very helpful for that kind of anxiety is dumping what is in your head onto a piece of paper. And if you are noticing that you are feeling that kind of anxiety quite often, it will benefit you greatly to do that daily. I find that when I get up in the morning and I brain dump whatever is in my head onto paper, I have a much more easeful and peaceful day. There are a couple of different ways you can do this. You can set a timer. For some reason, I remember reading that 12 minutes is like this golden amount of time to really get into the flow with dumping your thoughts on paper. But if you only have two minutes, do two minutes, right? There's no rules. There's just things that you can try, right? Things to consider experimenting with. The other thing I've done before, per the, I love the author, Julia Cameron, author of The Writer's Way, Walk in This World, Vein of Gold. She's just phenomenal. She talks about morning pages and her recommendation is three pages. So you grab a piece of paper, you grab, I use those Mead notebooks. Don't use a fancy journal because then you're not going to want to mess it up. You grab a pen that moves easily over the paper and once you start writing, you keep your hand moving for the entire three pages, which means if you don't know what to write, you write, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write, until the next thought comes. And it's brilliant. It will really help you get the crap in your head out onto the paper. Okay, so that is how you can begin to deal with the type of anxiety you can control. And then there's the type of anxiety that you manage. And, you know, it's interesting lately, I have been fascinated with learning more about regulating our nervous systems. And I was listening to a podcast this weekend and the podcaster made this interesting comment. Anxiety is a symptom and was implying that even a diagnosed anxiety disorder was a symptom of a dysregulated nervous system. Now, I'm pondering that and I want to learn more about that because as someone who has a diagnosed anxiety disorder and probably could have been diagnosed with it when I was a kid and did not get that diagnosis until my late 40s and I'm 54 now, that is fascinating, right? So I'll come back to that at a later date, but what I can speak to, and keep in mind, this is not me trying to diagnose you. I don't have those capabilities. I'm very humble about the capabilities I do have as a life coach and, and teacher. However, what I can do is I can speak to my experience of having a diagnosed anxiety disorder. And here's what I'm going to tell you. For many, many years, I tried to outdo and outthink my anxiety disorder. And I kept telling myself that if I just did more, whether it was eat perfectly or exercise perfectly or sleep enough or read enough books, then I could kind of outwit it or outrun it. 
Okay, I told myself that for years. And I've mentioned this before, but finally, this one amazing therapist, after listening to everything that I had tried and listening to my symptoms and hearing me say that the level of anxiety and revving I felt in my body on the inside did not match the circumstances of my life on the outside, she suggested that I consider, and it was always within my own agency, she wasn't telling me what to do, that I consider working with someone and trying medication. Now, again, disclaimer, this is not me telling you that the only way to manage anxiety disorders with medication. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. I am saying in my own personal experience, it was a game changer for me. I went into it experimenting with it, but here's what I also did. I didn't go to my regular doctor and say, hey, I'm anxious. I think I need medication. Nope. I went to a trained professional whose experience was in anxiety disorders. And I went through the battery of tests to get the diagnosis. I was referred to someone who could prescribe medication and who could monitor me carefully on it as my body adjusted to it. And it was a very comprehensive approach. That is what I recommend if that's something you are considering experimenting with. What absolutely drives me fucking nuts is when I hear people talk about going to their regular doctor and they mention that they've been anxious and the doctor writes them a prescription on the spot without really asking too many questions and without really getting curious about what's going on for them. That I feel like is so incredibly, I'm just going to say it negligent. It just is, right? We are not trying to pill pop our way out of this. However, if you have tried everything else and I had tried everything else, for some individuals, for example, for me, right? That may be something that might be helpful and might be beneficial. So back to the types of anxiety you can control and the types of anxiety you can manage. When it comes to having an anxiety disorder, right? And honestly, it's not something I'm embarrassed about. It's not something I feel shame over. It's also not something that I feel like I need to like, hey, I have an anxiety disorder. I'm only talking about it because I happen to have a podcast and I'm talking about anxiety, right? I talk about it all the time with clients. If I think it's something that could help them getting curious about what they're experiencing, right? But here's what I really want to say. If you have the kind of anxiety that lasts for, let's say, longer than six months and is more of a condition. And here's how you're going to know it's possibly a disorder or like a state. Let's let's call it that way. Brene Brown um, refers to it as a, she talks about anxiety being a trait. Like you could be the type of person who just tends to be a little anxious at times or a state where something happens in your life. And so it's a temporary condition you feel, right? A short period of time. Both of those are different than a diagnosed anxiety disorder, because when you actually have a disorder, if you have that, 
it is going to be, again, a prolonged condition for you. It is going to be excessive worry, right, over everyday issues and situations. Here's a perfect example. Before my diagnosis, the thought of having to return a phone call was excruciating for me. Now, I still don't like being on the telephone. I hate it, in fact. But it was excruciating for me. It was completely debilitating. And being on a phone call is a normal everyday situation, right? But that'll kind of give you a sense or a glimpse into it. Here's some other, I would say, symptoms that I remember. I mentioned like my body was constantly revving. It felt like someone, it felt like if my car or my body was a car and it was in park, someone had their foot on the gas. And it was, it was brutal. And consequently, after going through an entire day that way, I was completely saturated, exhausted, and spent by the end of the day. And not in a normal way where you've been like really, you know, active and productive and you feel really good. Not that kind. I mean, full body depletion. Sometimes though, it was, it, it would manifest as irritability or like tension in my body. I definitely had trouble sleeping or I wanted to sleep all the time, but I was never really getting that good quality sleep. I had a very difficult time concentrating and um, could even be um, agitated and irritable, almost, almost like you feel when you've had too much caffeine. So again, let me wrap this episode up. It is getting way too long. I, I don't like to have these episodes be too long for you, but I feel like this was worth the extra time. And here's my suggestion to you. First of all, get a sense for, does it seem as if being anxious is just a trait? Like you just at times tend to be an anxious person, but it's very low grade. It doesn't um, directly impact your life that much. Okay. Like you almost have like an overactive mind, let's just say. Or do you think here and there, like we all do, you experience states of anxiety where something circumstantial or situational is very stressful and you do start to really spiral into the fear of what could happen and you don't have control. Or in hearing this, does it sound more like you could benefit from talking to a mental health professional and really get a sense for what's going on for you in the event that you may in fact have an anxiety disorder. I hate the word disorder, but for lack of a better word, let's just let's just use it for now. And I would say the best place to start, not the best, but a place to start, let's put it that way. I have heard so many good things about better help. I believe it's betterhelp.com. It might be betterhelp.org, but it is an online network of vetted psychiatrists and therapists and I'm going to put that link in the in in the show notes as well and just this week again I was listening to a podcast and that advertisement came on and they were talking about how most of the time you can actually talk to someone within 48 hours and what I have heard from friends and from clients locally is that sometimes trying to get an appointment with a qualified mental health professional can take like a month or two. And when you are suffering, that is excruciating. So 
give that a try. Please know I am not affiliated with them. I know, you know, at some point it's, it maybe I will be if I vet them enough and I think they're worth it. I haven't done that yet, but it's just a place that maybe you could start to find someone if you're starting to think that would benefit you. Okay, my friends, as always, thank you for being here. Have an intoxicating day and I'll be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.